everybody please take a seat. Good morning, boys and girls. I'm your substitute teacher, Mr. Tinman. And our first assignment today is what you want to be when you grow up. So we're going to go around the room. You over there with the Afro puffs. What do you want to be when you grow up? Um, I'm thinking about a hairstylist or like a designer. Those are some pretty good professions. And you over there in the Marlins jersey, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a baseball player. Oh, that's a pretty awesome profession as well. And you over there sitting there with the tiara. What would you like to be when you grow up? I want to be a genius. Oh, that's a pretty crafty profession. And you, back there with the bus saw dreads, what would you like to be when you grow up? Uh, I, I want to be a motherfucking soldier. You better ask somebody. And welcome back to another edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast. Oh yeah, folks, if you guess you forgot, this is season five of the Mighty Sports Podcast. We are back here with you today. Back at it like a sports fanatic. Woo! You know what I say, you know what I say. Let's bring that back a little bit. Let's bring it back a little bit. Your boy's a little bit excited. We got a lot to talk about today. We, we got women's tennis coming up. We got fantasy football. We got some real football. We got some signings in football. We got some basketball. Listen. It is September 4th, it's about 7.56 at night. I started 15 minutes early today. Because you know what, I got a fantasy draft coming up in a couple of, in a couple of minutes. So we're actually going to possibly do the fantasy draft live. Now I know what you're saying, T. You tried this before, and you failed miserably. So why would you want to come back in here? And try doing this again. Listen, listen, all contrary, my friend. I know, I know what you're saying. I know I have. I know I have. I know that this has happened before. And we ain't been too successful. But you know what? I'm a glutton for punishment. So, you know what I say, regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of the weather, because we just survived Hurricane Durian. Well, he kind of turned his back on us. It's always a good time to talk some sports. So, let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. And I'm telling you, I'm a little excited. And, and you have to understand the excitement because football is right around the corner. F football is so close that you can damn near taste it. Like you can taste the grass in your mouth. You, 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 you can taste the cold on your teeth. You can taste the sweat on your lips. Like you can taste it all. But, 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 this isn't what we gonna talk about right now. This ain't how we gonna open it up because first of all, first of all, first things first. 
we want to give a big shout out as we you know we do here on the mighty mighty sports podcast that you can catch everywhere on twitter facebook instagram tune in iTunes, Google, Spotify, you name it, it is there. We want to give our big first shout out of the evening to Corey, aka Coco Goff. She is the young eye candy that was eliminated from the U.S. Open in the third round, that is. By the number one seed, Naomi Osaka. You may remember this little Asian, this half Asian, half black, and like looking like a looking like a bait of fried chicken, <laughs> of, fr- of pork fried rice with some with some fried chicken. If you know what I'm saying. And that wasn't me. Sorry, that doesn't count for the ones that keep track. What happened here was coming into this match, the whole entire crowd and everybody involved was rooting for Coco. You should have seen it. Coco, 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 Coco. And then Coco lost. And Coco lost and 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 it still didn't seem like she lost. Like she may have lost the mo- she may have lost the match, but she didn't lose the moment, and you can tell. In the moment, Naomi Osaka, Asuka, I'm not okay sure how you say her name, comes and and approaches young Coco and comes and says, Listen, come do the sideline interview with me. These people are here for me. Like, like, please. And Coco was like, nah, yo, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry the whole time, baby. Like, like, you try to embarrass me. Like, you just want these motherfuckers to come up here and see me crying. Oh, shit, like, poo But I'm like, baby, girl, you're a 15-year-old girl. Ain't nobody knock you for crying. The only people knocking a 15-year-old girl for crying is 15-year-old boys. I'm just saying. So, she comes down to meet her, greet her, and be with her. At the winner's circle. And what goes on here is that they allow Coco to get interviewed first. And Coco goes to get interviewed first. And she basically tells the story. Listen, um, I, I, this is a really big moment. I learned from this. I, and, and it was a really hard for all. Because even as Naomi. Because listen, there's not much that Coco could really say. She lost. But she said she was going to learn from this. And she'll get better. And she appreciates um, she appreciates Naomi for sharing the spotlight for her because she wasn't trying to take the spotlight from Naomi. Naomi invited her to that to that winner's circle. Oh, oh yeah, folks, in the background, in the background on Football Eve, I am watching basketball because I am watching on Twitch. That is T W I T C H. If you, I'm pretty sure that you can find it on any one of your Amazon or streaming con, uh, streaming consoles, but or your smart TV. But if you have a problem finding it there, I guarantee you can very easily find it on your gaming console. Whether you have Xbox or PlayStation or Wii, just saying, it's all over the place, baby. It's like American Express is anywhere you want to be. Like this motherfucking podcast, iTunes, Apple, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Podbean, Mixlr, YouTube, like you Facebook. I, I'm, yeah, man, I'm everywhere. <laughs> also, not for nothing, as I'm also am watching basketball, I do need to put on a tennis match because there is 
a tennis match going on tonight. And as we are going to talk about tennis heavily, because the U.S. Open is 100% in full effect. Thick, thick, full effect. Thick, full effect. So, this is the reason why we have to make sure that we come here. Because, like we said, Naomi shared that moment with her. And it was a heartfelt moment that Naomi, that Naomi shared, shared with her. And now I'm even saying, like, listen, like, the energy there helped her win. Even though the energy wasn't for her, the energy there helped her win. Well, it lets you know that a lot of times, people, we just want to feel that energy. Like, you understand, like, whether it's the roar of the crowd or whether it's the boo of the crowd, which is why WWE is so good, right? Because WWE's number one thing is that we don't care if you're being if you're being cheered or if you're being booed. As long as the crowd reacts to you. And that crowd was reacting. And while they were cheering for Coco, they, they wasn't necessarily booing Naomi. But Naomi felt, Naomi fed off of that energy that, that they were giving to Coco. And she whooped Coco's ass in straight sets. To go on and be eliminated in the very next round by number 13, Belinda Benchik. Yep. And listen, I'm not gonna say that that she was that that she was amped up for that match, but she was amped up for that match. Did she spend a lot of energy in that match? Hell yeah, she spent a lot of energy in that match. And she even said so. She told the interviewer. When the interview asked her a question, she's like, you know what? I can't even focus right now. Like, my brain is not even working. Whoa. That's saying that I have no more to give. I am spent. And then to turn around a couple days later, right? Because you recover for one day. And then you have to go. If you wonder what that tapping is, you then you, if you if you have to ask what that tapping noise in the background is, and you can't afford it. I mean, you probably can, but I'm just saying, though, it ain't for you right now. If you, if you got to ask, then you shouldn't be asking. So Coco gets Coco gets beat in the third round. And in the very next round, Naomi Osaka will go on to be eliminated by the number 13 seed. Remember, Naomi Osaka was the number one seed. And I want you to keep this in mind and remember this. Naomi Osaka was the number one seed. I want you to keep I want you to keep, I want you to remember that because there was something there was something very interesting said by one of the legends of tennis that I'm gonna address a little bit later. So number one, one, number one in the world, Naomi Osaka, will go on to be eliminated by number 13, Belinda Benchik, right? In the very next round. Now, not for nothing, Belinda Benchik wouldn't fall to the same, to the same ailment that Naomi Osaka fell to. Belinda Benchik would win, and that was today in the quarterfinals, early today, straight set, 7-6, seven, 7-6-3, six, seven, six, over number 23, Donna Vekic. Now, on the other side of that bracket, right, we have Bianca Andrescu versus Elise Mertens. And the winner of that is going to advance, just like well, the reason why I want to catch this Belinda match today, right? Because the winner between the Belinda Benchik match, Belinda Benchik and the Donna, and, and the Donna, well, sorry, with Belinda winning, Belinda Bechik winning over Donna Vecic, she moves on. And now she's waiting on the win the winner of Bianca Andrescu and Elise Mertens. And whoever wins that is going to move on to the semifinals. Where Serena Williams has already is already has already found out who her opponent is. And she is gonna end up taking on number five in the world. 
Elena Zvatlina. Zvatlina. Let's call her Lana for short. So as we speak right now, not only am I watching USA Basketball as they take on Canada, and this really isn't the game I should be watching, apparently, if, I'm, if you're going to be playing catch-up. If you're going to be playing catch-up, the game that they said that you probably should really, really watch, I think is that, is it the Israel game? The Australia game is one of those teams that always kind of gives us trouble. But I want to see how they function, period. How they move the ball, how they close out. You see Donovan Mitchell trying to do his thing. You see charges being taken place. Is that Brooke Lopez? Is that one of the Lopez brothers? I can't tell. I see a big, light-skinned big man. I see one of the Plumleys. I see one of the Plumleys. So, now in the semifinals, we have... Elena Zvitlana, who's going to be taking on Serena Williams, who's number seven, who's number eight in the world. So number five and number eight are going to face off tomorrow, 7 p.m. in the semifinals to see who advances. Now, through all that, right? Through all that, the most interesting part was probably that Coco story, right? And yet, we have John McElroy. Yeah, I said it. Who said that it would be it would have been bad for the tennis culture if a 15-year-old would knock off the number one seed and continue to go on. And I'm looking at them like, um, do you not realize part of the reason why why everybody is, is, is clicking onto this and why even body even like Naomi Osaka last year. Listen, not for nothing. It's because they, it's because they look like little they're, they're little foreign girls. Not for nothing. Little black girls, little half black Asian girls. Right? That are coming up super young and they're doing something. And while he's saying it's bad for the coach because oh, how does it look that a fifteen seed a fifteen year old could be the number one seed? It means that these fifteen year olds or these players that are coming up younger are getting better and better. And if you don't step your game up, because Naomi Osaka may have been number one, but she's also young. So she ain't too young to be surpassed by somebody else that's within two, three years of her. Maybe five years of her on either side of the court. Whether that's five years younger or five years old, I'm sorry. It's okay for her to be able to beat somebody at 19 years old. That that that's that's 24. That would have been ranked number one. But a number but a, but a 15 year old can't beat a 19 year old number one. Come on now, get the fuck out of here, John. You bugging. And 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 John, see what you made me do. See what you made me do, John. He said it was going to be bad for the tennis culture. Well, let me tell you about the street culture and the hood culture, right? I'm telling you right now, you don't get too many people that look like Naomi Osaka or even like Coco Goff that plays tennis these days. You really don't. Let's let's keep this. Let's keep keeping it real, right? Like we we like we we have Serena Williams and we and we've been and we've been basking over what the what the Williams sisters have been doing for the last 15 years, and it's also made us still forget that they're really isn't any diversity there it's just the person at the top happens to be diverse ah the canada game this is the game that kimball walker went down okay so 
when you say it's not good for the coach, the tennis culture, I'm really, I'm really kind of curious what culture are you talking about, John McElroy? And John McElroy's always been that guy that's always been a little, a little controversy with his tongue, a little slick at the mouth, a little Miss Juicy Lucy, if you know what I'm saying, Formula 51 kind of guy. So, I understand that sometimes he says things and he may not... And it may and, and it may be him trying to be more reactionary than him giving full thought full thought to it. Well, you know what, John? Let me help you put a little bit more thought into this. You get somebody like Coco. Listen, I would have liked to see Coco and Naomi in two different sides of the bracket advancing on, on their own separate right. But you get somebody like Coco that would have advanced, and that would have just helped for the culture of tennis. Because as you saw, even in a loss, they were there to see Coco. So for the culture of tennis, I don't know what culture you're thinking about. Oh, it wouldn't have been good of a 15-year-old. But I'm sorry, the story that Coco was would have been would have been great for the culture of tennis. For it to continue on. Coco's age would have been great for the culture of tennis. For young people to go out there and be like, yo, I can compete. I can do this. See, because you forget, like I said again, the Williams sisters have been doing it for so long, and we forgot that it was at this age when they started doing it themselves. It was at this age that, that, that all of the young tennis phenoms were really starting to get their break. And if we are saying that technology is getting better to make sure that players play longer, why in the same retro in the same retrospect or if you want to turn around do a 180 and put some yin to this yang why wouldn't players be coming up younger be able to start being better than some of the people that they are training with because they have just been training that way a little bit young a little bit longer and they've had the opportunity to be exposed to the technologies to help advance their game but bad for the culture john McElroy, go suck a dick I'm going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about somebody else that's feeling this. Their culture, per se. Fucking culture. I'll give you a culture that you can respect. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am still your host, the one and only, Dallin Thomar Taylor. If you are listening, that means, one, if you're listening live, I appreciate you. Because listening live means that you took the time and the opportunity to head to the website and pull up the Mighty Sports Podcast and catch it live right now. But I get it if you can't catch it live. Still appreciate you. That means that you're catching it on one of the many platforms that you can hear it at. Which is YouTube, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, Google, Spotify, Facebook, Podbean, Mixilaw, you name it, I got it, B. So, 
Hold on. I know. I know you guys hear me. I, 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 fantasy draft. I told you. Now, as we said, we're going to move from one culture to the next. And while John McElroy is over here worrying about the tennis culture and how Coco, how it would have been if Coco would have won a game against against a veteran player. You know what's not really good for the culture? You know what's not really good for the culture? It's not good for the culture when the Cowboys are overpaying for a running back that they know that they can replace. Like, I'm sorry. I know you gave him his. And I know you may even think that he's worth his. But you ain't had to get that boy all that. <laughs> so here are the Cowboys all offseason long posturing. Yo, we don't need to pay a running back like that. It's been proven in the past that you don't need a top-level running back to win a chip. But when teams have been in a position to win... When they had that top-level running back, they brought on that chip. And also, not for nothing, Jerry, he was in a position where he was like, yo, not making sure I sign my top tear back can possibly cost me a chip. Now, even with that said, I still don't believe that they should have given that boy Zeke all of that money, cash, moolah, dinero, Pesos, you call it what you want. It's e-commerce, B. <laughs> they ain't need to give him that dough. And the reason why they didn't need to give him any dough whatsoever, because I'm sorry, three years ago, we saw the DeMarco Murray put up 2,000 yards in the system. Now, 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 I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Hey, 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 Mr. Postman, wait. You can't compare the two? This ain't the same, but it's exactly the same. And I can't compare the two. I'm gonna tell you the number, the, the one difference, the one, one difference, and the one advantage point Ezekiel Elliott had over Jerry West. Because remember, Ezekiel Elliott had two years remaining on that contract. Ezekiel Elliott was already a top four pick. He was about to get paid next year as a top five running back, right? Ezekiel Elliott's number one, number one. Advantage point over the Dallas Cowboys was the fact that they believed that they could win a Super Bowl now. See? That's it. That's it, and that's only it. If the Dallas Cowboys thought that, oh, we're still trying to we're still trying to get to the point where we're contenders. Or we're still trying to get to the point where we're just making to the playoffs. Or we're still trying to make to the point where we're just, as they say, making noise. Oh, no, no, this is a different game. Ezekiel L is being told to walk, and they're spending the next two years looking for the best running back coming out of the draft to help bring to this team. But they're already there. See, they already got the offensive line that they need to help make any decent running back put up two Gs in yards. They already got a decent wide receiver out there that can run routes and catch the ball with the best of them. And they already got 
a really good, decent ball game manager that doesn't turn the ball over, converts on third downs, and can use his legs when he wants to, especially since the box is being, when the box is being paid attention to Zeke. And when they don't pay attention to Zeke, the rest of them are paying attention to Amari. So that allows you to scramble for six yards after you only needed five for a quick first down. We gets it. I don't understand why people are even trying to call me during the podcast. All right, let, let's see here. Are you are you calling in for the podcast? What I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to start okay. with wide receivers or Okay, so you're not calling in for the podcast. Caller, we're going to tell you later. Bet, the best thing to do in a fantasy draft is, is to pick a running back first. I'm actually going to talk about drafting on the podcast right now. So if you want to hang up and listen, tune in. <laughs> hoo, hoo, hoo. See, callers are calling. Callers are calling. <laughs> callers are trying to get their fantasy news and their fantasy knowledge. They're trying to get it in. Listen, this whole next... Listen, after we talk about what's going on right now, we're about to get some fantasy. Now, the bad thing about it, I'm going to be doing my fantasy draft while I'm giving fantasy tips. How about that? Three-time champ. Who got the name three-time champ? Three-time champ. That has to be the guy that only has won twice. And the reason I noticed the guy that only won twice because he's trying to be a three-time champ. But it's okay. It's okay. We won't let that happen. Now, Ezekiel Elliott, back to him. Now, if it wasn't for that one simple fact that they're looking for to get a Super Bowl, they, they, they will be in a position where they're like, okay, the next two years we're going to look for a running back. Just like how they were looking for a running back after they left, after they got rid of Demarco Murray, they had a year where they tried everything, and then they, and then they, and then they found Ezekiel Elliott and picked him high for a reason. That's his leverage over them. Those guys want to win now, and they can't waste a year if they don't if they, of him not being there and trying to find a replacement. Because what we just say, that may actually take two years, and now you're talking about. Hey, the running back, I mean the wide receiver, the quarterback may be able to last through this next two years. But can you guarantee the wide receiver is going to continue to be that productive? Can you guarantee that the offensive line is going to hold up? And can, you, and can you guarantee that that defense will hold up? So, Dallas Cowboys, they went out. And they started spending some money throughout the offseason as we kept on wondering. Are they going to sign Ezekiel Elliott? Because as we keep saying, they don't have to sign Ezekiel Elliott. So what do they do first? Let's go ahead and show up that defense a little bit. And let's go ahead and take care of that young stud, Jalen Smith. He gets a $64 million extension. A guy that came out of, this, came out of the draft. A stud. But nobody wanted to touch him. Except for the Dallas Cowboys, who always seems to take a risk on these, on these, uh, take, takes a chance on these high risk guys. And you see the kind of loyalty it also breeds from these high risk guys once you're able to get them to become low risk, high performance. See, that's the key. You draft a high risk, you make him your own, you coddle him, you stroke the ego and whatever else they're stroking with, 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 with anemones. And then, when he gets his act together, he's yours. And now he's no longer a problem. 
And so they gave him a $64 million extension. Back that up. And it's like, you know what? Since we over here taking care of the defense, since we over here taking care of the defense, you know what? If we go to worry about the guy that gets after the quarterback, I think it's only right that we take care of the guy that protects the quarterback. And here they go signing their offensive lineman to an extension. Offensive tackle, my bad. Lyle Collins. To a five-year, $50 million extension with $35 million guarantee. And this, and this happened within the last two weeks. As Jerry Jones is over here talking about Zeke who? Because I agree with you, Jerry. Zeke who? Don't let Ezekiel Elliott handcuff your position, handcuff your franchise. Like, who the fuck is Zeke? I mean, this titty popper out here, you know what I'm saying? He over here flashing more titties than girls gone wild. And then he over here trying to dictate to you about how much money he think that he should get. Nah, Jerry, don't you bend, don't you budge. You just you just won the Super Bowl. Remember, you can do this in again in two more years. But I guess Jerry didn't think that. Because the news that broke today. Hold on. Sound the alarms. Where are you at? Where are you at? Where are you at? Play them for your boy. My team. Ezekiel Elliott signs today on a six-year extension. $90 million with $50 million G'd. Jason Tatum went down injured with an ankle injury. That's two players now from the Boston Celtics that have taken some kind of minor or major injury, some kind of injury during these during these FIBA games. Smoke weed every day. Now, let me let me let me also help you catch up just a little bit more. That's a six-year extension. That's not saying that oh, we had him for three. And now we got to get him for another three. No, 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 no. That is saying they have him now for eight more years. At $90 million. I don't know how that made you the highest paid. Maybe that guaranteed dough. Because that sounds a little like $11 million a year to me. But that's not my dough to count. It is not my dough to count. But he got his money. Now what we're going to have to see is if they can get that payday. Because, listen, Ezekiel Elliott getting his money is basically the domino falling for... Amari Cooper to get his money, which is the domino falling for Dak Prescott to get his money. But ultimately, Ezekiel Elliott getting his money means that if the Dallas Cowboys don't win a Super Bowl within the next three years, they failed. That's facts. That's big facts. That's factity, 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 facts. Like that's facts, y'all. And that's facts, y'all. And that's factity, facts. And that's facts, y'all. And that's factity, facts, for facts, y'all. And that's figgity, facts. And that's facts, y'all. Cause that's facts, y'all. And that's facts, y'all. And that's figgity, facts. And that's facts, y'all. We're gonna take another quick break. When we come back, get ready for that fantasy. First day of school is nine. I'm Donato Wright. And I'm Tito Wilson. Good night. Clear.
Since 1964, Connecticut School of Broadcasting has helped place thousands of people just like you in radio, television, and new media careers. You'll learn it all in a hands-on environment in a matter of months, not years. To take a tour of a campus in your area or to find out if a career in broadcasting is right for you, call 1-800-TV-RADIO or log on to GoCSB.com. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. If you're, if you're still here, that means you're still listening everywhere that I posted this at. I wasn't prepared for that rejoin. I wasn't prepared at all. But you know what? I don't want to hold you up. I don't want to hold you up. <clears throat> Let us go to the segment that everybody has been waiting to come back. And you know what that is. You know what that is. It is the... Oh, yeah. You know what that means. It means that it's fantasy football time. And not just fantasy football time. But, listen, my fantasy draft is started in three minutes. And guess what? I am about to start giving you all of the fantasy football tips that you have been longing for. Get ready. The mighty fantasy football tips. Not winning tips, just tips. 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 Just the tip? Just the tip. Just the tip. Let's just say what I want involves much more than just the tips. Just the tips. What I want is much more than just the tips. The fantasy the mighty fantasy football tips always oh, been so long i know you guys have been waiting for this listen fantasy tip number one pick a running back with your first pick 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 pick a running back with your second pick pick a wide receiver with your third pick <laughs> by the time you are done with your first five picks you should have Three running backs and two wide receivers. Or two running backs, two wide receivers, and the best quarterback in fantasy football. Those are the only exceptions. I just did your first three picks, your first five rounds, right there and there. It's just 20, Mark. It's just 20. As this year for the Fantasy Football League, we are introducing a fan we are gonna introduce a fantasy football championship belt. It is gonna be called the Brew Crew Fantasy Football Champ uh, sorry, Brew Crew Fantasy League Championship Belt. And <laughs> see, and this is how you know that people don't listen to the podcast. Paparazzi. If you were, if you listen to the podcast, then you would know what we were talking about because it's actually live right now. It's live right now on the cast. We're talking about it. This year in fantasy football for the Brew Crew League, we are giving away, we are going to be, whoever the winner is going to be winning a championship belt. Now that belt, folks, for everybody that has paid attention, 
it is only going to cost $20 per person. We only have a 10-person league that is going to cover shipping, taxes, and all the other anemones, the rubies, the nameplates, the bubble wrap, and for it to stay at my house after I win this year. I ain't playing no games. I came to take names. You ask me again, I'm going to tell you again. With the very first pick of your fantasy football, you should be picking a running back. With the number two pick, you should be picking a running back. With a number three pick, you should probably be picking a run. Oh, and it looks like one of the people that I was eyeballing has already been picked. And Darnell, you dumbass. Like, how dare you not take... Like, Darnell, you dumbass. Why? You're, you're a traitor. You're a traitor. <laughs> like, that's how I feel about it. You are fully a traitor. Who's, wait, who are we waiting on? Who the fuck is Empty Cup? <sighs> I guess we have our first problem. Yes, there is. There's always love in fantasy football. <laughs> oh man so running back with the first pick running back with the second pick listen if you want to pick a wide receiver with your third pick you probably can i would say with the fourth pick go ahead and pick another running back and with the fifth pick go ahead and pick a wide receiver the only exception to that the only only exception to that is within those first five picks if you think that you can get the best wide the best quarterback in fantasy football i say you take that jump in the first two rounds Make it official, make it yours, and, 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 and fill out the rest there. <clears throat> and listen, I can't determine where everybody's supposed to be. He was supposed to be there, and let's see what's going on. Okay. Now... Let's go ahead and just give you guys the rankings for some of these people. So, listen, I already got your first five. I already got your first five rounds taken care of. Let's go. Let's go ahead and talk. Let's go ahead and talk about like who we have as the best, the best, and the best. So, as of right now, as of right now, we are talking about there being the number one overall player in fantasy football is set to be Saquon Barkley, who honestly was picked number one in my draft as well. Right, they have number. He was a, he was a running back. Listen, the first five players ranked in fantasy football happened uh, to all be running backs. Number one, Saquon Bar Barkley. Guess what? We are four picks in. Saquon Barkley's already off the board. Right? Let's just go take a look at these picks. Right? Saquon Barkley already off the board. Number two is Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott is already off the board. He came off number two, like like he should have. Um, number three, Alvin Kamara for New Orleans. Right? He already came off the board. He was actually picked number four. Then the number and then the number four person is Christian McCaffrey. He was actually picked number three in my fantasy league. He's already off the board. The number five guy is sitting right there, David Johnson. As who are we waiting to pick? Is he up? I guess we're going to have one of those years. Andreas, you about to be on that chopping block. <laughs> okay. 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 Just check it. Okay. 
Here we go. Here we go. Where's my guy? Where's my guy? Because screw all you guys. Listen, because that's how it's done, fellas. That's how it's done. Completely out of order. Who do I pick? I picked Le'Veon Bell with my first pick. I told you I was going to do it. I wasn't playing with you. Now watch how I shock the system, folks. Watch how I shock the system. They're not going to be ready for this. They're not going to be ready for this. I'm telling you right now. Who is this on auto-draft? Is that empty cup? I don't know who the hell's on auto-draft. We're going to have to figure this out. So, now, I know you're talking to me. I know you're telling me, like, yo, T, there's a lot more players than just those first five. I have 18. I'm sorry. I have 16 slots to fill up. So, where should I get the rest of my players from? Who was taken off my board? Who was taken off my board? James Conner was taken off my board. Now, James Conner, folks, James Conner, as far as running backs were concerned, James Conner was, oh, shit. Somebody took my quarterback. Who the fuck did that? The no money team. You dick. <clears throat> Somebody really came out here and they took my... That hurt. That hurt. I was going to shock the system. I was going to shock the system with that pick. I was going to go out there and I was going to take Patrick Mahomes with the, with the second, with, with, with my number two pick. But somebody else already got to him. And he's an asshole. But it's okay, though. It's okay. This is what happens. Things happen and you move on the fly. You move on the fly. You set people up. Because you got to figure someone between Julio Jones, Juju Smith-Sitcher, and Joe Nixon are going to be gone. Just because I got two dickheads in my, in my draft, auto-drafting right now. So let me go ahead and pick up my next player, right? Because I went running back with the first pick. And... I went wide receiver with the next pick. Now, I told you, within the next couple of picks, I'm going to have to make sure that I come away with at least one more, with at least two more running backs and one more wide receiver. But we're going to see here. We're going to see here. I know there's some activity going on. Let's go check out the messages that's, that's going on in the, in, the, in the room. The messages are still looking good. Everybody's still there. All day, D, all day. I told you I was gonna pick. I was gonna pick him, and, and I told them, but they didn't, they didn't pay attention to me. <clears throat> now we got the three-time champ on the, on on the clock. We gonna see who is. Okay, so back to the. Back to the draft. And I told you, this is why at this point, this becomes kind of hard to do because I'm all over, I'm all over the place. Like, I know you're saying like, yo, T, normally like you gripped up it and you're able to do two things at once. But fantasy is fantasy is fantasy is fantasy. So let's open this page back up a little bit. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm a little bit hyper. Let's continue. I told you the, first, the top, the, the, the top 
five positions in fantasy football happen to be Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, and David Johnson. Now, after that, you start getting some of these wide receivers that come in here. And some of these wide receivers have already gone off the board. We're talking about DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver for Houston, already gone. Devontae Adams, wide receiver from Green Bay, already gone. And that's if I'm not mistaken. And then also, we also talk, and then after that, we get back into the running backs. We get Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley's already off the board. We get Tyreek Hill for Kansas City. Tyreek Hill is already off the board. And also, we get Michael Thomas. Now, Michael Thomas is off the board at top 10, but you know what? That's who I end up picking with in the second round. So, yeah, you still understand that these how these things start to precate just a little bit. <laughs> so those are the top 10 players in fantasy football now let's break it down a little bit by position here right as you see these players start to go fast if i told you i'm doing this right now we're already in the second round 17 players have already at least gone off the board we're actually on a little bit more than that we're on pick 22 so 20 players have gone at least off the board we're still seeing travis kelsey over there still sitting on top of it nobody believes in mike and mike evans because of nobody really believes in the quarterback down there Things are gonna get interesting. Things are gonna get interesting. Lucy, you may have such explaining to do. <laughs> Don't worry. We're gonna see what happens by round five or six. So now we have the running backs. Now the running backs are gonna be a blunt force of the of the fantasy football. These are the guys that are really gripped up. These are the guys that are getting that ball every single time and they're and they're getting in, they're chasing, and they're running right and, and they're getting right in behind them. And they're yo, somebody, yo, no empty cup. Who the fuck are you? You keep picking on my goddamn players. I'm gonna fuck you up, B. You're listening to the podcast, aren't you? That's good. That's good that we got a live listener. It's just fucked up that you listening to, to get an advantage over me as before I pick. Listen, when I when I see you, blah, right in the fucking kneecap, fucking cocksucker. Let me see you suck another cock again. <laughs> yeah, listen, it's one of those nights. I told you, it's fantasy football season, and nothing gets you a little bit more riled up than fantasy football. And that's exactly how it comes down to. Now, here we go again. Back on the clock, and we are looking to see who on this list can we trust. There are some players here that we want to get. We want to see, hey, are there any wide receivers that we want to get? Antonio Brown already going off the boards. He just went. That sucks. Nigga, somebody else is over here listening to me highly. All right. Do I got a Julio Jones over here still? Got no Julio Jones. It's okay. We're going to see. We're going to see. We're going to see. Do we want to get a wide receiver? Do we want to get a running back? It all depends on how things go. I'm going to tell you what I can't do. I can't pick any New England players. I thought about it long and hard and, 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 and hard and long. Pause and double pause. But I couldn't do it. So now we here we go with 30 seconds left. Who should I pick? Huh. I've already got one running back. Running back is a stud. Bam. I already got one wide receiver. Wide receiver is a stud. Bam. Now, what did I tell you here? That you really want to make sure that you get these running backs. You really want to make sure that you start coddling them in here because running backs are the workhorses of this league. The, work, the running backs are the guys that are really, really gripped up. And you want to get a running back on a team that can show that they have promise. 
So who do we get? We're going to go with Atlanta. They have a high-rate kind of offense. We're going to see if, if they can give us what we want. Right? That third pick, we went running back. So now we've officially got two running backs. We got two running backs. And we got one wide receiver. It's only the first round. And let me tell me tell you listeners again. Right? You can always catch the re-ears everywhere. Right? But live is only on the website. So if you want to hear it live, you have to go to mightysports.net to be able to catch the podcast live. So I'll tell you again, mightysports.net. It's the only way you catch it live, folks. And I'll make Salar. But listen, you really want to go to the website. That's where you get everything. You get all of it. You, you get the most bang for your butt, the most entertaining value. If you know what I mean, I say. Right now, coming back here, I told you now we got we got two running backs, we got one wide receiver. Now things are gonna get tricky here because we're gonna come back on another because we had the seventh pick, so we're gonna come back on another pick very quick, and we're gonna try to think now. Hmm. Do we want to do we want to continue to load up on these running backs? Because I told you, within the first five, I kind of want to have three running backs, but I definitely want to have also two stud wide receivers. Now at this point, if you don't know who you're looking for, if you don't know the kind of offense that you're trying to coddle to, then you pick the best running back that's on that board. But if you have an idea of what you may be looking for, if you have an idea that of the guy that you, that, that you may want, right? Then, oh, no, 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 you don't do that. What, what I always say to do as well, look at your board, right? Look at the top five people available. If you're thinking out about a position, put in that position, right? Sometimes you could go by all positions. And if the top five people available happen to be the predominantly running backs, look right there, look no further. Pick the guy right there that you know is going to put in that work. Because that's ultimately what you're looking for. For that person that's going to sit there and put in that work. You want to be a problem for everybody. And a person that's a problem for everybody is a person that has that bad man. And also, don't forget, pay attention to your bye weeks. You don't want to have too many players at the same bye week. Because as, you, as I know a lot of people that I know like to match up their... Their, their 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 wide receivers and their and their and their quarterbacks. Pay attention to that because that's already two people that you're putting in a bye week that you're gonna have to miss. You don't want too many of that. So pay attention to the rest of them. Pay attention to as I'm watching the Saquon Barkley and and what was that Mr. Cha Cha guy that would play for the Giants? Did he even have a win a ring with them? What was the Cha Cha guy's name? You guys will give. You guys will remember. You guys will. You guys will tell me. So, but they're they're, they're over here watching the FIBA game. No, she no. What am I saying? They're not watching the FIBA game. I'm watching tennis on this one. They're at the U.S. Open. Hey, the season starts tomorrow. Saquon Barkley, while his game isn't tomorrow, and also the guy that's out there now, he's already retired. Victor Cruz. There we go. Cha Cha Cruz. Listen, I know a better Cha Cha. His name is Cha Cha Charlie. And you can catch him wrestling every once in a while at PPW. That's Platinum Pro Wrestling. 
as we get back into the draft, let's see what's going on here. Since I made my pick and took Aaron Jones off the board, we saw the running back from Chicago come off the board and David... I <laughs> thank you, Lewis. I see you saying Cruz. David Montgomery. Then I seen the running back Carryon Johnson come off the board. I think Johnny may be listening to the podcast too. Then we see no empty cup pick up Amari Cooper. And then we seen Julius Element come off the board. Nobody cares about Julius Element. And I'ma tell you why. He's a New England Patriot. And he's a dick. Because all Patriots are dicks. And nobody wants them on your team. Wait, I just had a player from my thing come off the board. And that was <laughs> That was Brandon Cook. Okay, I see you, Darnell. So let's continue here, right? We rounded out the top 10 players, right? Now let's go through a couple of these top 10 quarterbacks, right? Because, because listen, quarterbacks go fast depending on, on who you want, right? We saw Patrick Mahomes already. He's the number one quarterback in fantasy football. And we already saw him come off the board. And not for nothing, he came off the board early. Because, and it's a good thing he came off the board when he did because if he didn't, he was going to come off the board with my second round pick. Unfortunately, somebody got to him slightly before I did. Not too happy about that. Number two quarterback out of all fantasy football quarterbacks, Matt Ryan. Number three, Matt Ryan, that's the Atlanta, Fal that's the Atlanta Falcons quarterback for those that don't know. I keep forgetting every once in a while. I have to remember all of you don't know all of this. Let me back up a little bit. Patrick Mahomes. Kansas City Chiefs, quarterback, future Hall of Famer. Matt Ryan, quarterback, Atlanta Falcons, probably also a future Hall of Famer. He's going to be on that cusp. Ben Roethlisberger, quarterback, Pittsburgh Steelers, number three, future Hall of Famer, two-time Super Bowl champion, even though none of them was on his arm. But you also kind of say the same thing about Eli, but he'll make it into, this, he'll make it into the Hall of Fame too. And we also got a number four, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, he's one of them young studs. A lot of that is because of his legs. Not a bad thing about him and his legs. Him and his legs don't stay healthy all year long. It, give, it, 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 makes, you, it makes you hesitate on him where they talk about him as. So pay attention to him. Granted, they're not talking about him in round one, round two, round three, round four. They're not talking about even grabbing, grabbing Deshaun Watson until probably... Oh, I didn't take his round down. My bad. My bad. <laughs> but Deshaun Watson is going to be one of those guys that, a part of the reason why he's that high, them legs. Them legs could work. Jerry Goff, legs. Drew Brees, or cannon. Russell Wilson, cannon and legs, but he's getting old, so they put him at numbers eight. Even though, funny though, Russell Wilson always comes in the low part of that spectrum, but I swear he always finishes in the top five. Like, I swear. Something about that boy, Wilson. Now, as we've gone on our tips to start getting some of these running backs and some of these wide receivers off the board, some of these things start to get a little convoluted, right? You start wondering, like, damn, who are these wide receivers? Damn, who are these running backs? Damn, who am I going to pick? Some of these wide receivers are part of dynamic offenses, like Kansas City, like the Rams, like the Chargers. You don't know who to get out of those guys. Because at any given day, you're thinking like, damn, this guy could go off. Or damn, this guy could go off. Or you get guys like in Philly where you're like, damn, I know who the number one guy is. But he doesn't like to use the wide receiver. So you start to wonder, like, okay, which side of the road should you go? Because there are players left to get. There are tons of players left to get. And you want to make sure that, 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 you're, that you're leaving yourself in good position. Now, 
kind of sucks if you're Melvin Gordon. Because <laughs> I'm seeing him still on my draft board because I don't think he's ever going to get drafted. Nobody believes that he's got, I don't know if he's going to come back. Let's start playing around with this draft. Let's start looking. We got 30 seconds left on the board now. And we're trying to figure out who can we go out here and get. Hmm. 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 Let's flip it up on him a little bit. What do we say to do? Let's take a bigger look. And this is why we don't do a draft on the podcast. But... Sometimes you just have to go for the only option that's there. Don't you rush me, Lewis. Fuck you think this is. This is me, Casa. E your Vivaki. <laughs> Coming home with that belt, B. Let's continue. Philip Rivers comes in as number nine in quarterbacks. And Philip Rivers happens to be one of those quarterbacks that as he comes in number nine, you kind of wonder, like, huh, he has a lot of weapons that you keep hearing Phillip Rivers has. Why would he not be higher, especially what you think that he can do? Well, the difference is the legs. Now, behind that, you wonder, wait, why is Matt Ryan then higher than Phillip Rivers? That I can't explain. Because I can understand why why Deshaun Watson, why Rodgers, why Goff gets up there in those top five. But why doesn't Rivers kind of sneak in there or Breeze? And why doesn't Matt Ryan come out? I don't get that. But you take you take your pick. That Prescott comes in at number ten as he gets his, as he starts getting all of his weapons back. And there goes Brew Crew Lou. Making sure he takes his favorite quarterback off the board early. We see you. We see you. That's his go-to move. That's Lewis's go-to move. If you don't know, listen, if you want to fuck up Lewis, pick Aaron Rodgers in the second or third round early. You'll hear him blow his top from across the city. Listen, it's not a guy that blows his top a lot. Pick Aaron Rodgers early. You'll hear a you'll big you'll hear a big monstrous fuck rumble through your city as he slams his big fist against the ground as he cries. <laughs> so we move into the tight ends, right? And the tight ends I'm not gonna go too deep into the tight ends. The tight the, the tight ends are 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 very are a simple bunch. Oh shit! Let me get myself on this board properly. Wait, where did I go with my number four pick? Did I go wide receiver? I went wide receiver. All right. And I already have my next pick. Oh, I'm not going to tell you, Lou. I see you over here trying to pick before me. I'm not going to tell you. I see you on the clock over here like, oh. Look at that. He doesn't realize that I am going to pick before him. Maybe he may reveal something to me. No, I will not, you cocksucker. <laughs> so running out, rounding out the tight ends, right? Rounding out the tight ends. We, we have 
with the number one tight end in all fantasy football is Travis Kelsey. And you have to understand, some of these guys are also ranked as either not because they're explosive themselves as well, but also they have an explosive quarterback. So, number one quarterback Patrick Mahomes also has in the top 10 players, period, has his has his wide receiver Tyreek Hill. And then as number one overall in, in, in tight ends, you also pull up his tight end in Travis Kelsey. You could kind of say the same thing about, about Drew Brees in New Orleans, right? Drew Brees' running back comes in third of in all fantasy football uh, of all fantasy football players. Ranked third. While his wide receiver comes in 10th in all fantasy football players. So, once again, dynamic players, but also dynamic wide receivers. Drew Brees comes in at seventh in, in, in all in all the quarterbacks. So, so these are little these are little things to look at. So it makes you understand like who's gonna have the dynamic kind of offenses. Remember, this 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 is this isn't for my veterans to hear. Wait a minute, am I on my sixth pick? Holy shit. I'm on my sixth pick. I've picked six players. I missed a pick. Oh. Then I am happier than I thought I was. I am much more happy than I thought I was. Okay. This draft is going very swimmingly. I fucked up and I still happen to be in my favor. There's no folks. We're in round six. And I officially now have four running backs. And I have four running backs early, which is good. I don't mind that. I have four running backs that happen to be ranked in the top 50 of players. That's good for me. That means in the, in the position that, that you believe that is going to score probably the most points, I have some of the most reliable individuals. Now, can they put it together from week to week? That is going to be the test here. And that's where the test of fantasy football is here. So back to these tight ends, right? Charles Kelsey, number one, Kansas City. After that, we have George Kittles, number two for San Francisco. That must be the only weapon in San Francisco. He's a guy to keep an eye on. Because you don't know what's going on in San Francisco yet. So, if you see a guy like him lingering, eh, why not pick him up? If he's still available. Is he even available? Did you assholes already pick him up? We already down to O.J. Howard. What? what? What the hell is going on here? What the hell are you guys doing? You guys are fudging up the draft. You hear me? You guys are just fudging up the draft. <laughs> Who does Devontae Freeman pay for? Atlanta. Okay. We have to, Once again, this is keeping track. Don't want too many people with the same bowels. You don't want to lose too many weapons in the same week. You never know when that may come back to bite you. Now, as we could start looking through some of these tight ends ourselves, Travis Kelsey, number one tight end, he's already gone. George Kittles, San Francisco tight end, he's already gone. I guarantee you, somebody like Paparazzi picked him up. <laughs> like, I guarantee you, only somebody like Paparazzi would have picked up the tight end from San Francisco this freaking early. No, it was Lou. 
<gasps> Lewis, I am shocked. Look at you. It's your mastery of the fantasy football. Whatever the hell is going on now. As we start to see some of these other tight ends start to come off the board, we see Jared Goff come off the board as well. Things are starting to get interesting, folks. Now, at this point in time, you may say, like, you know what? Maybe I want to clean in. Maybe I don't. Maybe I should get one. Maybe I shouldn't. Hmm. Things are going to be interesting here. Let's see here. And sometimes, you just got to be a homer. Don't worry, Lou. I'm not about to pick anybody that you're thinking about picking. I know you want Josh Gordon. I'll let you have him. I'll leave Josh Gordon there for you to go get. Or maybe you want your boy Sammy Watkins. Don't worry. He's the one of my targets. I'm going to win with my homers. I guarantee. Why would I let anybody else win with my team? Yo, you know what I'm sipping on, Lou. You know what I'm sipping on. You know what I'm sipping on. It's the thing, it's the thing that only uncles have. Well, I guess an aunt's can have them too. When their brothers and sisters have boys. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Holla at your boy. Number three in all tight ends. We get Zach Ertz coming out of Philly. What did I fuck? Did you fuck? What? What? <laughs> on the clock. Wait, who's on the clock? Is it still me? Nope. Okay, not me. All right. Who did you pick, Lou? You picked Allen Robinson. I'm surprised at you. All right. Eric Ebron, Indiana tight end, number four. At this stage... Like I said, we're seven rounds in, eight rounds in. He should be gone. You also have number five running wide uh, tight end, Jared Cook for New Orleans. And he, ironically, he's available in my league. Now, the thing about it here, I already have Michael Thomas. I don't really need Jared Cook, and I don't need... Somebody like Jared Cook in my lineup taking me out again. Or having another player out that may be productive. So Jared Cook, as, as sexy as a pick that he may look for me, right? As my next pick comes up shortly. I can't go for him here. He's not going to benefit me. So... What do we do here? We do what else? We do what everybody else has basically done. And we solidify our quarterback. It's okay. Now I've pretty much, now at this point in time, if you've heard me do these first eight picks, I've taken care of basically all of my running backs. I've taken care of at least the majority of my wide receiver prospects. I probably didn't need to go as risky as I did in the third with the third pick. Based off the draft that I'm in, I probably could have waited a lot longer 
and got him a little bit later. But listen, you don't. Sometimes you draft how you draft for the people that you play with, and sometimes you draft for the people that you want, and you go after what you want when you want them. As long as it's it's semi strategic and and you're not picking Josh Freeman with the number one overall pick, and that's that's the, really the only thing you're really trying to avoid. Is picking Josh Freeman with the number one pick. Or picking a quarterback with the number... See, in this day and age, I can't say picking a quarterback with the... With an, or like, picking Josh Freeman with the number one pick would be the equivalent to somebody this year picking... I can't even think of a rookie quarterback. David Jones, the backup quarterback for the Giants, maybe? <laughs> like, that would, be the, that would be the equivalent to picking Josh, you know, Josh Freeman with the number one pick. So long, as we continue to talk about number ones, all right, let's, let's, let's continue here with this defense. How much time we got left on the podcast? The podcast should have been over eight minutes ago. All right, number one defense, we got the Bears coming in. We got number two defense, we got the Texas rolling in. Number three, we got the Rams. As the Rams are just popping up all over the board, right? If, if you look closely, the Rams are popping up. The Rams are popping up for having a dynamic wide receiver, um, dynamic quarterback, dynamic wide receivers, dynamic running backs, and also a dynamic defense. Listen, if I wasn't mistaken, it sounds like the Rams should be winning the Super Bowl. But they also are the team that just made it to the Super Bowl as well. So. Let's not forget. Let's not forget. That's part of the reason why they're ranked, why they're that high, and they brought a lot of their people's back. Same thing with Kansas City. Kansas City and Kansas City went foul, and we kind of saw what they did last year. New Orleans powerhouses, offensive wise. Like, like these are just these are just dynamic fucking dudes, b. And you're gonna want to get them out. Uh, look at this. As look at this. As we talk about defenses, defenses start coming after, coming off the board. I see you listening too, Crystal. I get it. They're like, yo, I want to make sure I solidify. You picked up a Miami running back, Lewis. Lewis, you're such a traitor. You're another traitor. You, you are, you're another one. I, I can't, I can't fuck with you or Darnell when it comes to fantasy football. You guys, you guys are the most traitorous peoples in the world. Now I know what you guys are saying. Fantasy football is fantasy football, and there is there is no love of teams in fantasy football. You you you, you play. Wait wait. Do I do I have it? You see that sucks. That really does suck, because usually, in any given time, he's right here. He is so right here. It's not even possible. It's not even funny. But he wasn't here ready. But I get it. Hello. You play to win the game. Who came off my board? Darnell took my tight end. That came off the board. It's okay. It's okay. Look at that. Bill's defense coming off the board, and that wasn't you, Lewis. Like, how do you let that pass? I don't understand how you guys draft. You, 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 guys, you guys baffle me. Baffled over here, son. Baffled. So now let's start rounding out numbers 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Let's get it straight right here. You're picking your kick with the, with the last pick, right? So that's going on number 16, right? So now you're really just trying to figure out how you how you can maneuver 9 through 15 while you still got, by now, another backup quarterback to pick, 
Um, at least another tight end. Two tight ends, if that, if you haven't picked any yet. And a couple of defenses. So that should count right now. You're looking at this. You need defense. You need a tight end. And that's if you've been following this specific formula. Every year kind of changes. Except for how you treat them top five. Depending if you get the quarterback or not. We see Mr. Z back on the clock. Now, Mr. Z, I appreciate you being here and trying to get that draft off. I know you said you was out to eats with the lady. And I know your lady couldn't make it. Well, I'm glad to see somebody wears a pants in the house somewhere. And if, and if you had this lot, um, lot enough that she could hear this, my bad. I, you know, I just, I'd say it for the culture. <laughs> all right, so we're on the clock. And, and we could go a multitude of ways here, right here, all right? Because there's, there's a couple of things that we still need, right? I told you that it wouldn't hurt for us to probably, you know, pick up another wide receiver somewhere in here, get a couple of tight ends, get a defense, and get a kicker. Remember one thing I'm going to do here? You know what? I am so New York this year. And I told all you guys I was going to be. It's not even funny. With my next pick, I also pick Sterling Shepard. Yeah, baby. Yeah. So now we're talking one, two, three. I have now officially gone four wide receivers deep. All right. So now I've got my, I've got my four running backs. I've got my four wide receivers. Right? Very homery. Two of them in New York alone. One for the Giants, one for the Jets. Trust me, if I could have picked up Saquon Barkey and Le'Veon Bell, I would have done that shit. Like, best believe. But, listen, it would have never have happened. It probably could have if I had the number one pick. I might have been lucky enough. No, wouldn't have happened. I would have had to have, like, the number... F nah. Couldn't have happened. Uh, Woof. That ran them. As we see the Rams defense come off the board. And remember, we was, as we were just talking about defense, the Rams happens to be the number three defense in fantasy football. And now it's picked up by my, by, by my brethren, Brew Crew Lou. We see, I see you listening to the podcast. Right behind them is number four with the, with the Baltimore Ravens. And after that, we have the Minnesota Vikings rearing in the end at number five. Now, listen, we only go five deep in, in the tight ends and, 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 and defense because you know what? After that, you're on your own, buddy. The rest of it comes down to these running backs and wide receivers. I, by this time, every single last one of them all gone. We're talking about Todd Gurley, who was, who was ranked number one. Saquon Barley at number two. Christian McCaffrey, number three. Alvin Kamara, number four. Zeke Elliott, number five. James Conner, number six. Joe Mixon at number seven out of Cincinnati. David Johnson, number eight out of Arizona. Philip Lindsay, number nine out of Denver. That boy earned himself a spot last year. Champ is here. I see you. Once again, you guys keep listening to the podcast. I'm glad I can help refresh your memory about who's out there and who's not. At this point in the time, you see people now, as a lot of, a lot of people have already solidified their... Their tight ends, their wide receivers, their quarterbacks, their running backs. Now nah, you start seeing, you start seeing some of these, some of these defenses starting to come off the board. You see, you, you, I, this is fantasy football. Round nine, round ten, defense now starts to come into play. And that's if, only if. Once again, it's part of the reason why we only talk about some of these top five guys because while some of these top five guys, you can like, like it's good for them you to get them as early as you can when they when they can be gotten. Everybody else after that. 
between 6 and 20, tight ends and defense, they're basically going to average the same thing. And, 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 and that's the truth. And, that, and that's the reason why you're looking for the elite of the elite, and you'll reach for the elite. And after that, you're just like, yeah, uh, no. <laughs> Don't stop reaching for the players that you need. But for the rest of them, the rest of them, let them fall. Like, let them fall. Let them, let them figure things out, right? This, this is where you, you can start figuring, okay, you know what? I may not have the best people in the world, but who is definitely now going to be playing in some number one roles? Some of these number one roles is going to matter. But you know what? They don't matter to me at this point in time. I've done already a lot. I've done a lot of the heavy lifting. I've done a lot of, done, done a lot of the, the, the heavy work out here, right? Got, got a lot of the stuff that you wanted out of the way. Now is just time to make sure that the rest just starts to fall. Who, who's, who's draft can you mess up a little bit? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who, who can you throw some monkey wrench into their ish? That's where some of this is going to come down to now. Well, who do you really, really want to pick up on your team? Because remember, now you really have to start building up the back end of that roster. And we're not going to do the rest of this draft on the back end of that roster. Figure it out. F figure out who you have left and who you have needs for, right? If you have to, just keep picking the best player that's available on the board in the spot that you have a need for. And I'm pretty sure you may do some good work there. I'm going to make my 10th pick of the draft. And after we make this pick, we're going to sign off. Because with the 10th pick, yeah, I guess I'll finally solidify my tight end spot. Yeah, I did that. I got my tight end. Finally. Finally. Got my tight end. There's another one I'm there's another one I'm gonna have an eye on. I can get him much later. Guys, that's been the podcast. This has been the special fantasy football podcast where we make another yearly failed attempt to do the podcast while we're doing our draft which as we have we've shown you now for two three years now in a row this is an exercise in futility like you may have to record one of these live in person next three years be prepared also guys don't forget dudes are coming up right so this year, we're actually going to play for a championship belt for everybody that's listening. I know some of you have already, have already, have already heard about this. Some of you already paid your dues. I ain't talking to yous. I'm talking to the rest of the guys that, that, haven't, that haven't paid yet. But what I'm going to do, I'll be sharing to you soon. Um, in the group chat, obviously, my cash app information. So you can cash app me the money. Once I have all the money right there on the cash app, I'm going to use that same cash app card. And I'm going to go ahead and purchase that belt so that we can have something to play for. Since we have little cocksuckers like Paparazzi who constantly want to complain about it, it being free. Let's find a way to actually take his money since he's just dying to give his money away to somebody. Let this motherfucker just start a goddamn charity. It's the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm out of here. Forget about it. 
Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where are we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. Tired, baby. Tired. My tea!